Hi, it's Karen from See Me, Hear Me, Love Me, the podcast for parents of young children. And we want to share your stories and all those crazy, contradictory feelings that come with being a parent. We believe in you. You got this, even on the craziest of days. And you are most definitely not alone. Hey, listeners. The host of this podcast wants you to celebrate the messiness of life with kids. That means we don't need an expert to explain our kids to us. We just need to sit back so we can truly see, hear, and love our kids. My family has been lucky enough to attend B'nai Torah, where Karen's enthusiasm and joy for all aspects of parenting has been a breath of fresh air and always gives us hope that we can do it. Karen Deerwester believes that when we see, hear, and love the messy moments of life with kids, we're able to give our children everything they need. Karen has been a teacher, author, and a leader in early childhood education for decades. And there is nothing, nothing that doesn't make sense if we take time to connect with each child exactly where they are and right where we are with all of our messiness too. Here's today's podcast. Today's podcast is Big Emotions Starting Camp, Beginnings and Change, Fear and Uncertainty, Doubt and Guilt, Tears and Confusion. What a week some children have had starting camp. They were dropped off with new classrooms and new programs, new routines, new teachers. Of course, we thought we did everything to prepare them, and we thought we did everything to prepare ourselves. But when you leave a child with tears in his eyes, or the classic, what the look on her face, you go through a monumental rite of passage in parenting. Am I a good mom? Am I, why am I doing this? Does my child think I don't care? Do they think I'm abandoning them? Ignoring or dismissing their feelings, their needs. We all felt a little or a lot of anguish in the last few weeks. So let's talk about it. I'm thrilled to be at the square table with three of my favorite big feeling, big thinking moms and a bonus mom. So I'm here with Stacy Blass, Trisha Feldman, and Rachel Sobel, who wrote about her experience in her Wine and Cheez-Its blog, about her emotions, as well as about her older daughter's emotions over her sister's distress. We also have our beloved early childhood director, Naomi Gordon, who knows everything there is to know about supporting children and families. Rachel, can you describe the article and what followed this week? And welcome, welcome. Um, so I have two girls that are eight years apart. So I haven't done this for seven plus years. Um, and with my first one, I just shipped her off. I didn't. I was just talking to Trisha about this. I just sent her. I didn't worry about it. There were no tears. It was kind of just natural for both of us. This was very different because my little one is home with me while I work. She's attached to me. She's like a barnacle. And the first day was great, so I thought we were, it was smooth sailing. And then the second time was awful. It was awful. She screamed, um, that painful scream that every parent hates to hear. I know she's fine. I know she's safe. I know all the, you know, obvious things. But as a mother, it tears your heart out. I didn't know if I should leave or stay. Um, and it was harrowing. It was a very different experience. Um, her big sister was with us, which I think 
is why that happened. I think it threw us all off because she did not want to leave her as well as me. And she was mad at me. She was mad at me for letting her scream. She kept telling me I needed to go in and get her. I watched her try to run in herself. She did. It was, like, so heartbreaking. When you grabbed her arm and you were like, you can't go in there. It makes it worse. I know you're trying, but it makes it worse. And it does. And I have two (laughs) assertive girls. But my older one is assertive. You know, she's 10 going on 30. And she literally looked at me and chastised me. Not in a disrespectful way, but she was like, Mom, are you kidding? You're not going to go in. Listen to her. She's screaming. And I'm thinking... Is she seeing something I don't see? Am I doing it wrong? Should I be running in there and getting her? But to see it through her eyes, she made it even more. Yeah, every doubt. It made it even more painful. Yes, yes. And and it's that primal Mm -hmm. gut reaction. I mean, gut. I mean, what did you write on your in your on your in your article? Today sucked. Gut wrenching. I need a mental autopsy. Well, because but it's it's that idea of. It's it's fight or flight brain totally. that's kicking in that's saying something's wrong. But I think the biggest thing when you share something like that, whether it's publicly or with your friends, I think as mothers we are taught that we just not taught, but it's we're kind of socially conditioned that we have to bear the brunt of anything. We're not allowed to show vulnerability. We're not allowed to show fear. We're not allowed to do things in front of our kids that make them feel that fear. But why? Why can't we do that? I want my kids to see me cry. I want them to see me angry. I want them to see me see those emotions because that sets the stage for them knowing it's all normal and okay and they can feel those things. So I think that we as mothers, I had people around me that day. I had people... Check I went her. back to check on her for you. Totally. I was like, don't let her see your face. Yep. She doesn't care if she sees me. Let me go see. But it's so important. <laughs> we have to have that in each other because we're all going to have these moments when they start middle school, when they go away to college, when they date their first boyfriend, their first breakup. We can't do it ourselves. We can't. I can't do it myself. I have goosebumps because what happens I can't either. That's our mommy tribe. Is the loneliness. It is. You go mm-hmm. down into that dark black hole that says, I'm strong. I've got this. I'm not allowed to feel what I'm feeling. And then you run out the door, you fall apart in your car, and then for a day, a week, you're suffering. And then the next week, you pull out of school because somebody else has said to you, yeah. that wasn't worth it. You shouldn't do that. You're wrong. Instead of holding the contradictory emotions, looking at your child and going, I know you are upset. Mm -hmm. But you got this, and I believe in you, and I'm going to go over here, and we'll check back later. Well, that was part of my problem with my big one, because I didn't do transition with him. So you My mom was the only one here. You you were in tears in the hallway uh, the first time. Three or four, four, because my big one came here for mommy and me, but he didn't come with me. He came with my mom because I worked for a big law firm with very strict hours, and I, I had, like maybe step foot in this building twice by the time my son had already been here for two full years. So it was like his place, (laughs) not my place. But I had to bring him to camp the first week of camp. And I brought him and he was hysterical. And I was hysterical, but because I didn't have that mom tribe like like I had this time and like I have now, I was like, 
alone. I was this person who belonged at work, like totally in the wrong place, by myself, with a kid that was a disaster, with me that was a disaster. And like you spoke about, you know, you want them to see your emotions. Um, I don't know if part of that is age specific or gender specific or or any of that. But for me, it was actually the opposite. Mm. Um, my big one would see that I was getting upset and would turn on the hysterics and then I would cry <laughs> and then he would cry. And sometimes he'd be fine, but he'd see me right. and it would turn bad. Yes. And so eventually I had to drop him and then like run. Fall but that apart. was the first time yeah. I met Karen. I mean, I was... Oh, you were in the hallway and tear, and I was like, I don't know who... I, I, I don't know that I never <laughs> met you. I, probably and I not. Was like, talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. And I was like in a suit on my way to court and I was like, I'm going to have to cancel my hearing. I'm not going. And you were like, like, listen, he's fine. I'm going to put Naomi on next, but I just want to say for listeners, both ways are okay. This idea of how do we think and feel? How do we manage our own emotions? But how do we, how do we, if you show your emotions, I mean, I think that the struggle and the challenge in emotional intelligence is how do I own what I feel and make the right choice for me, the situation, and my family? So it, it's, it's when you're only in fight or flight part of the brain that you're, that you're, your, your child is seeing you lose it, and you're going to have to come back and explain that. Mm-hmm. And it's good for children to know the whole spectrum of emotions, mm-hmm. but the question is, what does this situation need from me? And can I hold it together? And if you can't, you can say, I know it's hard to say goodbye. Even Magda Gerber used to say, if you could just put it into words, you now have flipped everything. So if you mm-hmm. can just say, it's hard for me too. I love you. I'll see you later. You at least have you at least have done something to change that moment, um, and then you allow the mom tribe, the teacher tribe, the mm-hmm. other people. It's like when you need dad to put them to bed, or you need somebody else. That's how we to, adapted to, to the get bus. you through a moment. <laughs> there are different. Anyways, Naomi, before we get to the whole school support big picture. What do you want to say just about these two moments of emotions? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Been there, done that as a mommy, and I do it every new beginning, new school year, new camp. And I I have to tell you this story. I just had this conversation with Thelma today because I spoke on the phone the other day to a mom who was very upset. Her little one went home with her shirt on inside out, and her shoes were on the wrong feet. And when Daddy came to the door, the teacher said, if you could just give her to us, it's easier this way. So I went to Thelma, and I said to her, Thelma, I said, you, you're, you're the person that I need to talk to right now. I need to let you know how the parent is feeling, but then let's work through this together. So we kind of laughed, and what I said to her was, is you are the most hated person the first day of camp. Mm. And when they leave... She's my favorite. (laughs) You become their favorite person because you know... We know what will help most children, not all children. So children are a puzzle, and every child's different, and we know that. hold your thought. But I just want to say for everybody out there, when you're in the midst of this, Mm -hmm. you need to know that hating 
and that teacher <laughs> is okay. It's like your child <laughs> hating you when you say something yes. they don't like. Yes. And it's it, but but when you're in the moment, you don't believe you'll ever get to the other side. And that's why relationships take time and meaning takes time and understanding takes time. And that's what we take away in the quick right. fix world where everything looks perfect or in the Facebook world right. where everything it was. Go ahead. So, so we're growing with you. Every single time there's a transition, we're growing with you. And I have to tell you, my teachers, too, they'll say, they're so much younger this year. And I'll say, no, they're not. You just remember the ones you just said goodbye to. And their heart is aching because they said goodbye to kids, and they got these new kids. So there's this transition period. And so Thelma says, I love when I come in the room, but they've got to give me two weeks so I can help them adjust. And I'm like, okay, so let the parents know that we want you in the room. Just give me these two weeks to get them adjusted. So we said, okay, good. We're good with that one. But what we what we did talk about was is the inside-out shirt. So we put a shirt on inside-out, and the child was happy in that moment. <laughs> and it's like, oh, do I take off the shirt, or do I just let them be happy? So a lot of times... We're human, too, and we'll make these decisions, and then we'll say, what's best for the child? And maybe we didn't take off that inside-out shirt because the child was just so happy, and we had such a great moment dressing them. And then we saw the little tag, and we left it, and it was okay. Um, but what I want to say is, is it's such an evolution. Dr. Harvey Karp wrote the book, The Happiest Infant on the Block and The Happiest Toddler on the Block. And I'll never forget my first meeting with him. And I do recommend you see his video. And I do have it. I do have the DVD. So what he tells us is to validate. Validate, validate, validate. And the first time I went to see him, he spoke a little bit of baby talk to the children. And he said to these two-year-olds, they were crying. And it was over separation anxiety. And they wanted their mommy. And he said, so he handled a child that was crying and screaming. And you know, he looked at the child and said, you want your mommy, you want your mommy, you want your mommy, you want your mommy. And I looked at him like, oh my gosh, this guy is insane. Like, who talks to a child that way? And I watched him do this with the children. And I thought, this will never work. I talk like an adult with the children. I'm an educator. I've been doing this for a lot of years. What he explained is, is with children and with mommies and with husbands and wives or whoever the person is in your life is, a lot of times what we try to do is distract them. Mm-hmm. So... But imagine this. Imagine you come to me and you say, Naomi, I'm really, really thirsty. Could you, do you have a bottle of water? And I say, look at the butterfly out the window. But Naomi, if you could just give me a drink of water, I'll look at your butterfly. But could I have a drink of water? (gasps) There's a caterpillar out there too. (laughs) So we're not validating the feeling as a human being that you want a glass of water. Well, we do the same thing with our children. We, We try to distract them. And we do it with our mommies. Don't worry. They're fine. We got this. We got this. Don't we're worry, not, they're fine. But yeah. we're not validating the fact that you're saying they're not fine. They're screaming. And they're I'm crying. And I'm not fine. And I'm not communicating. So what I learned a long time ago is with your child, when they say, I don't want to go to camp, say to them five times, you don't want to go to camp. I know you don't want to go to camp. You don't want to go to camp. Watch what they do. They'll go, yeah. They exhale. <laughs> they, they exhale into it. So. I went and I had dinner with this Dr. Harvey Karp, who is the guru of, of, this is probably about 15 years ago, and I knew everything I had to know about early childhood education. And I walked into my early childhood center right after that, and a child was screaming with a separation anxiety, and I walked up to the child and I did what he told me to do. You want your mommy, you want your mommy, you want your mommy, you want your mommy, and the child looked at me and went, yeah. 
And I went, oh, my goodness, this works. See I have me, to, hear me, love me. Yes. I have to tell you, I do it with my husband. <laughs> I do Good it, advice. I do it with, sorry, teachers, I do it with my teachers, you know. I know, it's really hard for you to work with a new partner. Because we all need that when we go they to primitive brain. Validation. And he calls them cavemen. He, he calls he them does. little toddler cavemen. Not just yeah. the, the validation, but the compassion. I think that every, you know, the teachers have been here. They're used to it. They're, they know, it's their job. They know what they're doing. But like you said, when they, the teacher said, you own, they're so much younger, it's the first time for a new group every time. And, I, and what you wrote in response to what I wrote, was so perfect and beautiful that I felt like that's the perfect letter that should go out before camp to the new parents because I think we put so many expectations on our kids. We see them go through transition with Karen and 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 Amy. And we're going to be bulletproof now. Yeah, and we're like, we're We're insulated against anything. And you don't think about the possibility that they may completely fall apart and how that's going to make you feel in the moment and... We all need to be compassionate. Teachers, parents, kids. We expect so much from those little kids. They're two. They're going to camp for the first time without us in a different classroom. It's not family time anymore. It's not Karen and Amy. Trish and I were talking about this. Like, these are our last babies by choice. We don't want anymore. Like, we are done. But we still watch these little babies and we're going, okay, so we're having all these firsts with these lives, but we also know they're yes. our last. Yes. And so it's a very hard thing so to wrap up. your I want around. you to t- t- explain what her, Naomi's words meant to you. And then I want Trish, because Trish is so uh, emotionally connected mm. to both her children <laughs> and have different experiences with different right. ages. So, you know, I think when you, when you are a writer and you put your life out there publicly, you get a lot. You get the good, the bad, the ugly. And so to see Naomi share my words but also validate them but add her perspective as an educator and and let me know it's okay for anyone to feel this it's hard it's it's new it's new for everybody that's what as a parent when you're in a school with your baby that's what you want from a director that's what you want to hear because it makes you feel like okay they understand me they're sharing it with other parents. We're all in this together, whether you feel it or not. And it's incredibly validating. It's incredibly reassuring. It's it's to put it out there publicly and have people raise their hand and say, I felt that too. I mean, I got a ton of messages privately. I got that. I felt that. Thank you for sharing your words. So for Naomi to share it publicly, add her perspective from this side of it and tie it all together, felt I felt better dropping off the next day knowing there were going to be tears. And people understood. Right. And that we all shared. Yes. I, w- I, I want you to talk about going to another country. But but the thing <laughs> that I, because I, I, but what I also saw in her response was this wasn't just about a two-year-old transition and a two-year-old separation. This is about something that all parents Mm -hmm. share. You took that message and you made it universal. Mm -hmm. And you made it something that relatable did speak to everyone in this school, including the older children moving on to bigger things. But just give the quick of the, it's like going to a different country. Yeah, so imagine, and we do, we get second language learners or second language children that speak another language. They speak Hebrew, they speak Spanish, Portuguese, German. There's so many languages going on, especially in South Florida that I've seen. And But just imagine if I took you and I said to you, okay, Karen, it's all good. I know this place and it's a great place and everyone tells me it's a great place and I've done my research and it's wonderful. I'm going to drop you off there and they're all going to speak another language and they're all going to think a different way than you do 
and I'm not going to hold your hand. You're going to go all by yourself. You'll be fine. You're ready. You're ready. <laughs> You're going to go to Russia. Yeah. You're going to go to Russia. <laughs> you can't parachuting in. Right. <laughs> yeah, you literally parachuting in. We're dropping you. you we're not even walking you in. Right. We're dropping you and we're out. And you're, right. you can't right. speak the language. You can't even read the words or trying to make them out because their letters are shaped differently. Everything is different. The food is different. Everything is different. And there's no one to say, it's okay, we've got this. And you don't even have a telephone to call home. Yeah. Or, no, you could watch from a video. You could hear stories of how I'm failing out there <laughs> right. without, without being able to, to help kids. me. But I have to tell you, you're giving them a life skill. You're giving them the ability to express themselves, even if it's crying. I don't like it when expression. you sound like my husband, Naomi. <laughs> The opportunity to express themselves loud. Crying is is a really good expression. It is a really good way. They don't have the ability to say, I'm in Russia and I don't know what I'm doing here and I don't know the people. And so they just cry. And they cry when you pick them up, even though they've been happy, mm -hmm. because they do cry tears of joy. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times parents will say, oh my gosh, he's crying. Why is he crying when I get here? I'm like, because he's so happy to see you. It's relief. They're it's relieved. Yeah, they're relieved. Yeah. And they're so happy. And you know what? I Yesterday, I had tears of joy because I saw somebody that I hadn't seen in a long time working in this school, and she had worked with me before, and she was here, and I watched her with the children, and I said, oh, I feel like I have a piece of home working with me. And, and I started to cry. I was so happy. So children have happy tears as yeah. well, over just over their emotions. And we have to give that to them. And we have to know that, that we're giving them this tremendous um, ability to be able to negotiate, to understand, to feel good, to feel bad, and to be able to say, I feel bad, and to be validated. To be well, and for the older ones who understand, you talked about this life skill, which is the same thing that my husband says to me while I'm like on the side of the road crying, which is, we are giving them this life skill, though, especially with the bigger ones. For him to know, he was nervous, but then he did it, and now he's adjusted, and he can think back to when he was nervous and know he overcame that. I mean, that really is they don't a, know huge life, unless a, a huge life skill. Unless we believe in them. And, 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 they, say, and they can and learn you ask that the question, way. then why can't I come right. back? Why can't I stay? Right. How did I lose my place? Right. <sighs> well, <laughs> and did. for me, I had one leaving this particular yes. school while one was starting. Yeah. So my big one would say, how come, the big one is Eli, the little one is Sammy, how come Sammy gets to go? Did Sammy get my spot? Is Sammy have my teachers? Let me go with Sammy. I'll show him so he'll know it will be oh, okay. So again, just like, <laughs> right. just like big sisters, big brothers want mm -hmm. to help. Mm -hmm. But it's how do we become brave enough comfortable enough, secure enough to be able to have those conversations, which all of you have well, had. Well, for us and for the kids. Yeah. And like for the big ones transition this year, he was going to the same camp, but going to start riding the bus. We made a decision as a family. My big one was part of the conversation that the first few days until we were ready, I was not going to be the one to take him to the bus. That my husband was taking to the, him to the bus because <laughs> he knew that my husband, even if he was scared or nervous, was going to make him get on the bus. And we all know that he never would have gotten on the bus with me. So we had to wait. <laughs> and so my husband took him the first three days. And he said, my big one came back and said, 
Mommy, we're ready. You can take me to the hospital. <laughs> and I said, I okay. He said, I was, he said, I was very nervous, but you were very nervous, too. Are you nervous? There's and the he says, he'll ask, he says, are you nervous? And I said, yeah, baby, I'm nervous, but I know that you're having such a good time. So I'm nervous, but I trust that you're brave. And he says, yeah, Mommy, I'm brave. And we went, and he marches up onto the bus, and now I take him every day without issue. But... I couldn't. I mean, it wasn't his incapability to get on the bus and start going on the bus. It was the relationship we have and my yeah. inability. And you are the person who earlier said, don't show your emotions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the right. But that's but, how And that's want. our relationship with my little one. It's totally different. Yeah. Okay, let's get Trish on this. <laughs> Hi. Uh, no, no, no. I mean, I everything everyone is saying, I echo a million times. I, I, I'm sure Rachel remembers this from last summer. Um, I, I don't know. I it just It's clear as day, like you said it yesterday. I remember sitting in family time, and maybe we were looking at the little two-year-old campers walk by, and you said, that'll be, that'll be this class next summer. And, I mean, I have an older child at, who started camp. I mean, he's a few months older than my daughter in terms of the school year, so he was, I guess, you know, just a couple months older starting camp himself before the twos. But I remember you saying that, and I, I remember literally going through my mind, that's crazy. <laughs> what is she talking about? Like, that's crazy. And they're babies, and they're still going to be babies next year. Like, we could never leave leave them at camp next year. Whatever. And so I just, I like, the, the whole entire year, you know, we have our first semester together, and then separation. I just, I knew it was coming. I'm like, how is this possible? So describe Lila's experience. And then and, and then my yes. the, the moment I remember, and the reason I asked you to Ugh. be here today was because, and we don't, it doesn't have to be about specifics, but you witnessed the this the, the difficult emotional struggle that was around you. I mean, yes. you were in the hallway and people were like, but what about this and what about this and what about this? Right. And, and, and how did it, so what was your perspective and how did you feel watching your peers and your peers and your, and your, and Lila's friends. I mean, I I know from personal experience. I mean, again, you don't ever know exactly what someone is feeling, experiencing, but highly relatable. I was there. I mean, I'm fortunate in that um, Jack had a pretty smooth transition to to camp and to the twos. Um, I remember his first day of camp, though. He so what is he's you know two and a half, a little bit more than that. And it was his first time being away, and he was going to be away, you know, he was going to be in there in the morning, 9 to 12. I get a call maybe 10, 15. He's having a rough morning. Can you come to pick him up? I mean, you would think that I had to, I had to, you know, turn the sirens on and, like, start driving an ambulance about to, like, vomit outside the window. I, I'm <laughs> shaking. My, my legs are literally, my knees are buckling. I run and get him out, and I forget his little tear-stained face, his wild mop of curls, just standing there with his counselor in the lobby of the school. This is another school that he was, he was attending. I... I managed to just drive him right up the road to home. I'm not exaggerating. He must have watched about 10 consecutive hours of Peppa Pig that day, <laughs> sitting on my lap, watching my phone, while I was just bawling, hysterical. And I, so I, I you know, my experience with, with preschool, I was, I went to one year of preschool when I was four. I turned five, and a week later, I went to kindergarten. 
so I and I had a lot of I didn't have a lot of support certainly from my mom who who thinks it's also insane that even Lila's here this is nuts she's a baby what are you doing (laughs) but so no support in terms of sending Jack even though I knew he really needed to go but I kept saying to my husband what kind of sick, twisted people are we that we would just <laughs> send our baby to a yes. loving place? What's wrong with us? <laughs> I was like, I'm pushing my own selfish agenda. I mean, like, all this crazy stuff is just dredging up. And I was like, you know, I don't need it any time to myself. He doesn't need autonomy. Like, it's just sick. All of a sudden, you're willing to give up everything. 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 I don't need a thing. You're like, yeah, I'll sit under this two-year-old all day long, all summer. That's better than the tears. Yes, I was just sick about it. I said, this is disgusting. We are sick people, and he is not going back. And so, and this was years ago. And Trisha, Trisha, I mean, I've known Trisha for a few years now. We've we've become friends, and she is the common mother I've ever met in my life. Like, I have witnessed things go down in and outside of the classroom with her children that would make a lot of mothers lose it and get nervous, and she is always, like... Until she gets home. Almost like she's, like, sedated sometimes. Like, she is, like, (laughs) calm, and... I mean, she's... I'll say this. If Sienna was ever an emergency in a school with a mother, I would want it to be Trish, because she's so... She just, no matter what she's explaining about the tears, I have it too, my tears in the shower. Every yeah, time I it's have the it, multi levels at which it. you function you on a regular have, basis. You have and to let it out. You have yes, to. Yes. Otherwise, you you it like boils inside of you, and then it comes out at the wrong time. Correct. Out of context, you, you freak can say people it to out. Your partners. I yes. mean, you need to be able to say that. We no. put a lot Wait, so, of pressure. So, so how did that resolve? <laughs> oh, so oh, oh, so my husband said, I, I think you're getting a little ahead of yourself. <laughs> I am. He's very much the yin to my hang. He's like, I think we need to try day two. <laughs> and we'll, we'll go from there. He's like, I'm not pushing anything. We're not forcing him to do anything. Let's just see how it goes. But I don't think it's I don't think it's really a wise idea just to like you know rip him out of camp, school, whatever. Uh, I am fortunate in that that was literally the first and only time he cried at separation. It's it, it, you know we talked about it and then he was okay. It's like he just knew. Well, okay, she comes back and and we talked about. It. I said if you need me to come get you early. I mean, of course, like, I probably didn't sleep that night. I was. A mess, but um, it was fine. He did he did beautifully. As it as it turned out, then I was, um, you know, I ended up uh, I was pregnant with my daughter, and so it was a, it was a great transition for him to have a home away from home and his people and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, where am I going with this? Fast so, yes, forward even, three years. Fast how, forward three years. How did you it, experience Lila's first? Well, trip, so. okay. So similarly, uh, I didn't have this home. Uh, when I was, you know, ready to launch Jack, we've had this incredible home here, and since you know our girls were infants, and I, I said this to Rachel on the couch, uh, whatever, thirty minutes ago. I said I, I might have to unfollow the family time feed because <laughs> it just, just the announcement we're going to be painting our shoes this week. Okay. It makes yes. you realize how quickly, yes. you know, there's all the cliches, but I think yes. in addition to the how fast things go, mom guilt is so yes. real, and we 
we feel it from others, but we impose so much of it on ourselves. And if we don't have this safe space among educators who understand that and are compassionate and then mom tribes who understand that. And I didn't ask Stacey to go check on my kids. She saw the look on my face Mm -hmm. and sprung into action. And I I don't even remember what came out of my mouth. I walked into your room because I saw you alone. No one was in there. And I probably sounded like a crazy person, but I was like, I don't know what to do. She's freaking out because I didn't have any point of reference. Karen was my point of reference. Karen, since Sienna's four months old, has been my person here. When I experienced that, because she's never done that before, yeah. I didn't know where to go. I didn't. I went into Karen's room. And, that's See, why and my husband's like, and my husband's like, let them be. It's personal. And I'm like, it is not personal. It was personal to me to go make sure she's okay so that I can tell Rachel she's okay. That is what you want as a parent (laughs) is it's part of wherever you are in school, wherever your children are, to have that community that literally sees a look in your eye and just is like, I got this, is... Everything. Yeah. It's everything. Yeah. And right. I didn't have that the first it's time everything. around. So I didn't yeah. know that I, I was missing it. I didn't know that right. I was missing arms it. Catching right. you. So, yeah, and, and what I but it changes. Yeah. Well, mommy and me changes to, to it school. It does. And what yeah. I want to say is even with us, you know, you you said I loved your article. I loved it, loved it, loved it. And I love that you wrote this sucks because it sucks. And honestly, <laughs> it totally sucks. Can I be candid? It sucks for us too because yeah. I wanted to cry we, with you. We don't we we're not bothered by the crying at all. We do this for <laughs> a living. Did it's cry it's with like me. <laughs> you being bothered by a um, when when you have a legal case, somebody who doesn't like that they didn't win their case. You're used to it. It doesn't bother you know, right. you may feel for them, but you don't feel like, oh my gosh, it's gonna destroy my life. We get it. But it sucks, and it sucks because to see it's part of what you do. Your angst, and we want to make it good, but we always have solutions too. So, here we put these teachers in the room, and we have CITs in the room, and Thelma comes to me and says, you know, and Courtney comes to me, and they both say, "This, this is really hard. This sucks. We need another person." I'm like, "Okay, we'll get one." Oh, okay. <laughs> so we brought Maria in. So there's always solutions to. The, and answers, even if it means that we have to bring in an extra teacher for a few days or whatever. I told one mommy, we had one child that was, you know, at one point, this was last year, running out of the classroom. So I said, I brought in another teacher to help in the room. <gasps> my child? You're saying my child needs somebody? I'm like, no, I'm saying I'm helping. Yeah. Please know that we, we will bring in extra so Thank goodness you're here at B'nai Torah, that we can bring in extra support yes. staff, that I can say, all right, I'll make it work. I uh, Yeah, I do have a budget. I, I mean, if I could have a one-on-one on every child, I would. That I can't do. But the truth is, is seems like it's pretty I, close in there somehow. But, but if I need to have two extra people yeah. in the room to give your child the ability to know that they can't run out of the room, even if it's for a month, or to give a child who, you know, throws toys across the room the ability to learn how to play with the toys and not throw them, and I bring somebody else in the room, that is support. So we support the children. We support the mommies. I put coffee out of the couches. Um, We want you to stay here. We want you to call 600 times if that's what it (laughs) takes. And then if you're that mommy that says, I can't call because I just can't hear it, I don't look at you like, oh, she doesn't care. I look at you like, I understand. You can't hear it. I've got this. I'm going to hold them. I'm going to love them. Our teachers are going to hold them and love them. And when our teachers stomp their feet and they cry too because they feel like, oh, I just want to help this child know that it's because they care as much as you do. And that's, but that's part of the community we get here. And I'm sure other schools 
are are good too. I'm, I'm sure there are plenty of other girls' schools too. But yeah, this is just, yeah. but this is a different kind of place. I mean, you guys in this room know. I drive half an hour to yeah. get here and do two drop-offs to be here. I mean, I live in West Boynton. I live far. Right. But we come here right. because of the community we have here. And right. it's not like, and part of that is when I walked in, and I've had the benefit of having both of my boys here, my older and my younger, but when I brought my younger in here, everyone who doesn't know him as anything other than Eli's little brother said, I'll I'll look in. I'll look in. And they're not saying that for for even just me. They, they mean, mean it. it. Yeah. They mean yeah. it. And I had teachers who I see this week who who have never had Sammy, have aren't in the classroom say, I saw Sammy in the hallway smiling. I saw him out on the playground. Like we really have that community, not just in the teachers, but not just in the moms, the mom tribe, but like yes. the teachers too. And yes. that is Huge for the transition. Yes. Okay, I need to do a wrap up. Oh no! I know. So, so instead of how have you got this, what what do you want for the world to know about your child's emotions and your emotions, or about change, or what do you want the world to know? Um, you're all doing a great job, mm-hmm. and they're all different. And they all need a different handhold. Some may need a longer hug. Some may need to go into a corner of the room because that's what they want. We're all different, and so are our children. So you have two children. (laughs) They're all very different. I have Mm -hmm. three children. My children are night and day, and I don't know what the other time is. But they're (laughs) all so different. So just know that communication, 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 communication. Social media is great because you support each other, but it also can be dangerous Mm -hmm. because it causes you not to support each other. Um, There is no judgment. And crying children just love their mothers that much. And kids that don't cry just feel that good about themselves. And there's no answer. There's no answer. They're all great children. They all come here with the intention to have a good time, even if they're crying. Nobody wakes up in the morning and says, I'm going to have a really bad day. Everybody comes here because they want it to be really, really good, whether it's the moms, the dads, the grandparents, whoever brings the children, the staff, and those kiddos. They want to. And just know that sometimes that separation anxiety never hits in the first week and week four it hits because they wake up and they say oh the person that loved me most put me in russia and i just realized it (laughs) so just know that they're all so different and some of them won't have it at two but they'll have it at four and it's not because the four-year-old teacher didn't help them or hug them or love them the way the two-year-old teacher it was it was just they got a little smarter a little wiser and they think a little bit more when they're four so there's so many rhymes and reasons and I don't know what they are but what I do know is um, we're going to love them as much as you do almost as much as you do and um, we're here for you and whatever you need there's there's no appointment needed just knock on the door send send a note send an email talk to Karen talk to Naomi we talk to each other <laughs> talk to each other support each other but we're all in this game together called life and um, our kids are going to be great they're going to be great love you and I say just take it one day at a time and that's <laughs> what it goes with like every day is different but it's the same thing that I tell so 
it was the topic of another podcast. I had terrible postpartum depression after my first. And the most wonderful thing that anybody said to me that gave me any sort of solace is you feel like, oh my God, this is the rest of my life. Like this is going to be the way the rest of my life goes. Life as I knew it is over. This is the rest of my life and it's pure misery, right? And so to me, each transition, I just tell myself, you just have to focus on today. You have to get through today and get to tomorrow. Mm -hmm. And some days tomorrow will be better and some days tomorrow will be worse. But if you think about it like it's just one day, it's just one day. I mean, I like awesome. I drove here this morning. I drove here this morning knowing it was going to be my second even though we're in the second week of camp, my second separation because my little one separates usually to the speech teacher instead of into his classroom and that I was going to have to bring him to the classroom and I was like this is going to be five real bad minutes like this is maybe going to be five minutes and it's going to be terrible but then it's going to be over and we'll see what happens tomorrow was it and it it wasn't so bad (laughs) good it wasn't not only was it not so bad but I was prepared for it to be terrible and then it to be over because I you know there's there's light there's light (laughs) there's light um I think you know motherhood is transition yeah it is you're all of motherhood you go from the newborn and then you put them in mommy and me and then you're doing camp it is constant transition and I think we have to be gentle with ourselves and gentle with each other see each other and lean on each other and and if you're not in a community build one like you you know yes there are mean girls yes there are cliques but there are also plenty of incredible parents who are there with open arms to embrace you and have a community but I think if we don't find our people and we don't and we're not honest with ourselves and with them we are going to be a mess every time we drop our kids off whatever that transition is and so you have to be okay with transition and realize that it is a part of the rest of your life I mean forever it is never going to end and that's okay and the feelings you feel are okay and you shouldn't be ashamed of them don't be ashamed ever and you made the change when it wasn't working for you right which is huge right yeah Trish. Um, I, you know what? As bittersweet as it is, and as much she's gonna block me. She's not gonna block you. She's gonna hide you. Yeah, she's gonna hide you. I respect that. But think about it. That's because of just. I want you to do what you need. Yeah, we. You know, I just. I, I was even thinking about this on the drive. I was like, how much more time would be enough? Would it be enough to have like? one extra semester of mommy and me with that you know it's funny because uh, looking back on graduation day I thought we were all going to be a mess <laughs> me and too was, I really did I was prepared that like oh we're just going to be falling <laughs> it was it was just very joyous it was such a celebration yeah. of your children yes. being yeah. shining yes and I really thought oh wow like we're all going to be okay like this isn't as bad as I was anticipating it was just going to you know go right for the gut but um now with a little bit of distance, and it, you know, you never know when it's going to hit. Maybe, maybe it's like week four, and it's hitting, and it's changes, loss, and grief. Yes, yeah. I, yeah. I literally stopped and in, in, uh, was looking through the family time window when in, and Amy's with some of the babies, and I just were you jealous? Yeah, you just like looking through the maternity window at yeah. a hospital. I'm just, yeah, you know, and, and there, maybe maybe there were about that's job so security cool. for me though. Yes, I know. <laughs> Yeah. 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 It's just. That's why Monty won't let me do drama. I love you all so much. Thank you for sharing. Thank Thank you, Karen. Karen. 
So that's the mess for today. We appreciate you listening to See Me, Hear Me, Love Me. Seeing little people learn and grow. Listening to parents taking a crazy, uncertain journey. Loving the fun and loving the mistakes. You write the rules. You write your story. We just want to be part of the conversation. But in the end, we know you got this. We'll catch you next week. Take care. Wait, wait, wait. One more thing. If you liked our podcast, please tell a friend. Or even better, write us a review at iTunes. We'd also like to invite you to join us on Facebook. That's with me, Karen Deerwester. And check out the parenting resources at FamilyTimeInc.com. You'll also find us on Twitter at at FamilyTimeInc and Instagram at Karen underscore FamilyTime. Thanks for listening today. Thanks to everyone at B'nai Torah Congregation for this wonderful space. Thanks to Darren Littman for the great intro. And thanks to the front and the follow for the song Listen. We are listening. See you next week.